Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. And we are back with the Make an Impact Show, but we're back with a surprise. Guess who's back? Back again. All right, I want to hear a noise. Who's back? Who's back? Tell us. It's me. And I'm really excited to be here. It's been a while since we've recorded together, actually. I thought, I thought, let's let's bring it back. Let's bring the Amy and Fab magic back. And because I wanted to give us a bit more time to chat, obviously I do the introductions for the interviews and now we can have our little monthly catch up and even answer any questions that you might have. So if you have maybe a topic that you would like us to talk about from behind the scenes or what we're seeing in the industry or things are changing, you know, just, just mention us, just, you know, go to Instagram at Creative Impact Co and let us know what are some of the things you want to hear about or learn about or even see somehow or hear from behind the scene of Creative Impact because I'm always excited to chat with Amy Rue. And um, I'm bringing her a hard topic today, I won't lie, because I was thinking about the evolution of digital products. This is timely because our digital product accelerator is coming up and is a six-week program that will help you figure out how to create the best digital product ever for yourself and your audience. The reason why I want to do this is because that's what I've been creating for the past eight years for myself and for clients. And I think and I feel that the landscape has changed. The way that we learn has changed, the way that we retain information and digesting has changed, and I think has changed our expectations as well and the patience almost for us learning online. So before, obviously, I actually take our students and potentially yourself through the journey, I wanted to talk to Amy about it. And again, I know it's a hard question, but what are your thoughts on what I just mentioned? You know, all of it, I think there's a lot that we can learn even by just consuming content in general. I totally agree. And I think obviously the pandemic and everything, everything's had to switch online. So I think a lot of people's mindsets have shifted about 
the value of online learning and online products because that's all we've had basically for the last year and a half. I definitely think maybe like a few years ago, I thought, oh, I could never learn as much in an online course as I could in real life. And maybe that's true. Maybe for some courses, you definitely learn more in real life. But there is so much value in online learning. I think it just takes a bit more push from yourself to be motivated to do those classes, which is actually what makes me so excited about our accelerator and what I was really excited about when you mentioned it is having those weekly check-ins and the calls that gives you that accountability because I think otherwise online courses do seem a bit daunting and unless you're very strict with your time and very very motivated it can kind of be a bit yeah as I said overwhelming and you just end up not finishing them. You actually hit the nail on the head. See, that that's why mind readers work really well, because that is, from my perspective of somebody that has been running, and again, I help other people running courses for a long time. That's the shift that I've seen. And you mentioned exactly with the pandemic, how a lot of people have resorted to learning online, because it's just easier these days. And that's, that's where you can get the information. But because of that, the saturation of the market, because let's be honest, and I think also the realization for a lot of people that you get excited about learning about something, but then life gets in the way. I think this has been the biggest change. And again, I'm taking my glasses out. Sorry, <laughs> just kind of getting philosophical here. So I'm taking them out. I was just thinking about actually that the idea that online and self-paced courses have been very easy to sell to people in a way and a very easy proposition to be this is the best way to help you because you're flexible you can do it in your own time and you're your own pace and that's what attracted people to the online courses in the first place including ours at the time that was a big selling point and now it's shifted now actually what I see a lot of people doing is actually selling the idea of that accountability that you mentioned because that's where the students have changed and I think if we don't start thinking about that soon enough have our students change has the have the needs and the habits of our audiences changed then that's where you create an amazing product and it just doesn't land because you don't know what are your audience needs not just the problems that they have but also how can you fit in their life how can you fit in their daily life in their routines instead of trying to go with something that used to work and so you assume that because it's what you see around that's what must be working but it might not be what your audience needs. I don't know if I'm making sense, but we focus so much on a curriculum and we don't really focus about the delivery or the support system around it, I think. No, I totally agree. And it's simple things about what time are your audience or your clients most likely to be able to connect with you? What time are they going to be doing this work? Because I think as a society, we just seem to be busier. We always say we don't have time. We always try and fit in too much. And it's realizing and asking your audience, well, when do you want us to have these accountability sessions? Because if they're nine o'clock at night and you're an early bird and go to bed, then you're probably not going to be interested. But actually, if it's a time that suits you, you can commit to that every week or every day or however often it is. It just gives you that accountability. And also you can meet people through that, which makes your journey not so alone I guess and you can kind of ask questions and just feel like you're part of a little community even though you're sat on your computer I was actually going to mention something else because I love what you mentioned there and again that understanding of the little things that make a massive difference because obviously if your audience cannot make the time to join you for anything whether it is uh, we talk about in the accelerator in the course that we have as well we talk about uh, courses 
very meta, programs, very meta, and memberships mainly, because these are some of the more most complex digital products and also the ones that a lot of people want to focus on when it comes to your expertise, right? And I think there's so many nuances that we don't think about. And I love that you mentioned even just understanding how can people make the time. And it goes back to one of my biggest misconceptions about creating any type of product. It doesn't matter if it's a course or a program, which is the amount of content. I think for the longest time, we felt that we needed to give more because more content meant more value, which meant a fairer price point for the amount of time that you spend creating the thing because it takes a lot of time. And actually, it's not the case anymore. It's kind of really interesting to see that if people see that, I don't know, that a course has got 50 hours worth of learning, it can feel actually the other way. And I think it's still a mindset shift that we have to have first as teachers or as experts, as creators. And then it's something that can also be then, you know, passed along elsewhere. But I think the students are telling us a lot by actually seeing those patterns. And again, if more teachers figure that out, I think they would have less hard time actually creating a damn thing. And we'll also see more people completing the courses as well or the content. Yes, I totally agree with that. I think when you kind of see, as you say, there's 50 hours worth of content, you think, how am I going to fit 50 hours into my life? Whereas when you think, okay, 30 hours of content, I'm going to learn all of this. That is so manageable. I can definitely do that. That fits into my timeline. So just, yeah, I guess listening to your audience and their needs and also thinking about if you were to approach your product, whatever you're doing, think about it from the position of your ideal client realistically when are you going to be doing this work how do you want it delivered to you so really put yourself in their shoes while you're planning this and um again putting you on the spotlight I think you could agree with me that we ask people a lot of questions I mean sometimes I have to actually be be wary of when I'm asking what and how many surveys we do or how many ways we ask people questions but I try to be quite vocal about understanding what people like and what they don't like and I think sometimes some of the things that stop us and there's another misconception right there and is actually the idea that you know we're going to learn something that we don't want to and so like we're not going to be able to do what we want to do is actually more about be focused on the why and then be more flexible on the how and let your audience tell you and once you do that and you're a bit more humble in that respect and be willing to be okay with the fact that people don't want to talk to you at 9am because your audience is not available at that time you can be like okay I can actually mold that or fix that and I think the only thing that I'm going to say though because I know that we both have a strong opinion about this is that is also reading between the lines with some of the answers that people give you because we had more than instance where we went through things we read the results and then we were like people say they want this but maybe they think they want this but they don't and I think is another extra layer of understanding how to interpret the data and the results that you get. I don't know if you remember, but we had a couple of instances like that. We were like, well, we've been giving you this. So maybe it's not about not giving you enough. It's being clearer about what we're giving you because that's exactly what's happening here. It is so true. And I think with our own worst enemies in that sense, we don't know what we really want sometimes. So we fill out these surveys, think we're being really helpful. But actually, maybe we haven't actually given it as much thought as we need to when we fill these surveys out. So it is important to kind of decipher what people mean and say, if you say you are willing to spend an hour on this a day, is that actually realistic? And is it more realistic that it's every other day, given that you've also told us X, Y, and Z about your life? So it's realizing how your product can fit into their lives and yeah, decipher what they actually mean. And to be honest, I 
I'm obviously very grateful that I've got somebody that I can bounce back ideas of. And sometimes Amy will agree with me, sometimes she won't, which is also why I respect her so much, because you need to have these people that can be honest when you are so much into something, especially when you spend hours preparing the content or recording or creating the plan or whatever that might be. Obviously, there's a level of attachment and also of, of visualizing what things are going to be like. And that means that actually having any sort of feedback or slightly external perspective and you know how positive or maybe challenges it can be because it might bring up things that you need to change is actually really really powerful that's obviously the reason why we do have um, an accelerator because the weekly calls every single week consolidate the content that we're going to go through as in you also get access to our course but also you get a chance to present to the other students and myself what you're working on and get the actual feedback that you need from people that might be doing similar things, but you can actually introduce them to the idea in a much more unbiased way, I think. I think that accountability and that external opinion is so important because we talk all the time, obviously working together. And sometimes I'll do something, you'll be like, oh, that's just not clear. Like, what do you actually mean? And I'll, do it, I'll be the same with you. And I'm like, that really doesn't come across. I know what you mean, but it's because I'm in the business. So it's having that like external opinion to help you really be as clear as you can. And I guess one thing that I think we can be really clear on if someone's listening to this and they're like, well, what is a digital product? Have I got one? Do I want one? Like, have you got examples of like someone who sat there who maybe has an online business or has a platform online is thinking about a product, but it's like, what actually is a digital product and what can I actually do? See, she's teaching me again. God damn it, woman. God damn it. Excellent point to that. So if you are sitting and you're still thinking, what is this? And also, I guess, why Why would I want to create a product as well? It is a condensation of your expertise and some of the things that you learn and some of the things that you're teaching. It's a way to scale your business, quite honestly, from the one-to-one approach that a lot of experts have, especially a lot of professionals, especially wellness professionals, which is a lot of the people that we work with and we support. And what you take is those lessons, that journey that you take your clients on a one-to-one basis, And then you turn it into something that you can repeat and obviously share with more people, whether that is by sharing it as a self-paced learning experience, you can then share with the masses and that's definitely kind of like the sky's the limit, or whether you instead still want to bring that accountability through a program through which again, you take people through that journey, but in a small group environment, or even more so, and again, I'm going to warn you, uh, that's probably, that will be a podcast conversation itself. You can do a membership and then spend the last eight years of your life like I did, uh, constantly evolving. Because again, a membership is a digital product, but it's probably one of the most demanding ones. I was going to say time consuming, not necessarily, but definitely demanding because they change so much because you are creating a constant habit of interaction. It's not just a one-off. It's not just like a six-month, uh, 12 weeks. It's much different. And that will be the the last option when it comes to like a digital product that is a bit more well-rounded is a membership because it allows you to take people through a longer journey and then let them evolve to different steps and levels. And again, I talk about what digital products are in the course and the accelerator, so you can get access to that. But also I talk about basically the way that they're all similar but different. And these are the best way to scale, mainly because you can actually find a price point that can help you then grow by tapping into the same audience but a different level of their journeys so I don't know if I explain it quite well again it's it's probably a conversation in itself but 
you know, so many people do it this way. They take what they already know, what they already teach, and they package it in a way that they can give it to more people in a more efficient way. And also by, by harnessing the power of the community and getting people work together as well. Yeah, I think that really helps because I think it's something personally that I didn't quite understand before either. And we talk about it a lot nowadays. So I guess it's something I love recipes. I love food photography. I also love social media. So for someone like me, I could potentially combine all of that. And would it work? Would a digital product launch be for me if I wanted to release a series of workbooks, for example, or like worksheets that I kind of write on all my information. And then I can say, I'm going to also create a private Facebook group for everyone who works through these. Would that be something that the accelerator could help me with? Yes, because then you can actually create that package and you can almost take it to the next step and being, what about these products? How can you turn them into something that, that you can create like a better income stream for yourself? So the next step is the Facebook group and you think how are they going to work together? How are you going to upgrade that to maybe something that is, you know, whatever next step it is, whether it's a course for you, whether it's a short program or whether it's something along those lines. So it's always finding from the smaller things that we already have already playing with how to package them together and then almost make it something that it can be easier because you might be like, I just love taking pictures. I don't need to talk to people one-to-one. So you feel maybe I'm just going to do a series of training workshops and that could be a great way to do it. And just figuring out what are the different steps and also how can you create a journey for people from I love Amy to who Amy can help me to Amy can teach me. And then kind of taking it all these different steps. Yeah, I think that's so helpful. Yeah, thanks. Maybe I'm going to launch one myself. I was going to say, uh, we're going to find you in the launch pad with us. Yay! <laughs> but again, if you are interested, obviously, in the in the course and in the accelerator, you can just go to, as a reminder, creativeimpact.group slash accelerator to find out more. What I wanted this to be, it was more a conversation about how things have evolved and Things have evolved in a way where I've seen some misconception, which we talked through today, that I hope can make you think a bit more about, one, whether you want to create a digital product right now to scale your business, two, what you need to be aware of and what you need to be mindful of, because a lot of it is our internal chatter that might stop us or might make us become too much of a perfectionist, which is a big thing. And three, obviously, is also how to understand what your audience wants and needs and why it literally shapes every digital product that you create. So again, if you want to find out more and you want to join us for a six-week journey where you get one weekly class with me and fellow students as well, you get access to the whole content of our digital product launchpad course as well as part of the accelerator, but we're going to go for it together. So it's a very unique and different experience. You can just go to creativeimpact.group slash accelerator and I'm really excited because I will be speaking to Amy again next month if you have anything else that you want us to talk about just again go to our Instagram go to creative impact co and let us know what you would like us to discuss next and I will be very excited to welcome you back uh, me too I will be looking forward to it so yeah do let us know we love talking about all things social all things marketing sales anything online food you know anything <laughs> no but um, I'm looking forward to it thank you so much for listening don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode if you loved it please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes and make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco also you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group